you so much for the privilege to come again to hear you even during this series. I am praying that your Holy Spirit will take over all that will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to welcome you to the Women in Revival podcast. I trust that the Lord has been good to you. He has been more than good to me. On the Women in Revival podcast this time, I'm doing this particular season as a response to um, the comment or the feedback that was sent to us when we did a series on parenting teenage girls also. One of the requests is, can we do something for the boys also? I tend to shy away from doing something specifically for boys, not because I don't know what the scripture says concerning the male child, but I love ministering out of what the Lord has done in my life. And I am privileged to be custodian of girl children. <laughs> and then, um, why the, the land of boys is not as if it's not accessible for me, but I find talking about the raising of daughters very, very, uh, um, how do I put it now, very comfortable because it's out of what the Lord has done in me, out of the mistakes I've made, and the Lord has brought me courage and helped me that I speak. Having said that, I've been privileged also to see sisters, people raised sons. I've got brothers and my brothers also are raising sons. So this series is a response to that um, request. And I'm praying that the Lord himself, who is the teacher, who knows how to raise both the boy and the girl child, will give us perspective in Jesus' name. Amen. So, if at any point you need to contact us, do go to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk. And if you need to contact us, please contact us on our contact us page or send us your message to plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. So, this particular series is tagged nurturing sons in their youth nurturing sons in their youth why did i choose this particular topic i think i believe that the biblical upbringing of the child be it the girl child or the boy child must start while they are in their youth while they are young while they are still soft while they are uh, malleable what do you call it now while they are manageable that is when it should start Why they are raw materials why they are I'm, I'm i'm short of words so that is why i want us to look at nurturing them while they are still young nurturing sons in their youth and i want us to take this first um yeah so i'm praying that the little bit the little whatever i will put into this episode or this series the lord himself will take it over from my hands and make it a blessing to you please do feel free to send us your comment response and we'll be delighted to do that on this particular season nurturing sons in their youth today's episode we shall be considering god's plan for the male child god's plan for the male child and i think we should start by first looking at where the theme of this series comes from nurturing sons in their youth and that is from the book of psalm 144 the first part of verse 12 psalm 144 verse 12 the first part and the king james says that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth are you saying so when we are saying nurturing sons in their youth we are dealing with growing sons while in their youth so that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth you know what plant is a plant starts with seed first tending the seedlings planting them in the right atmosphere watering them appropriately exposing them to whatever they need to be exposed to maybe like sunlight fresh air whatever we help the child to grow so that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth now the niv says then our sons in their youth you see 
there is the emphasis of India youth. India youth will be like well-nurtured plants. So where King James Version says plants grown up in their youth, the NIV says nurtured, well-nurtured plants. So if we are going to have sons who are well-nurtured, who are well-grown up, we need to start in their youth. If our boys are going to grow up into godly men, then their nurturing starts while they are young. Now, the best translation that I love taking this particular verse from is the message. And I want to read message. And it says, make our sons in their prime. Are you saying in their prime, in their formative years? Make our sons in their prime. When they are still malleable, when we can still work on them, when they are still tender, make our sons in their prime like sturdy oak trees i love that god's plan for your boy child god's plan for that son of yours is that that son will be a sturdy oak a boy that is firmly rooted a boy that is firmly grounded a boy that is sturdy as an oak god's oak of righteousness this is the plan of god this is the purpose of god for the male child that they will grow in their youth, that they will be well nurtured in their youth, that they will be well grounded in their youth, that they will be well rooted in their youth, that they will be as God's study oak. Your son is like an acorn in your hands. And what you do with that acorn will determine what that acorn will be in the nearest future. If that boy will become an oak, will be determined by what you are doing with that child even now that he's in his prime years so the plan of god is that boys be nurtured while still young and then now while we are still looking at the plan of god for the male child the plan of god for your boy child i want us to read a few other scriptures genesis 1 and verse 26 to 27 it says, I think I should read it from the King James Version. It says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeped upon the earth. So here, this is God the Father beckoning to the Trinity that let us make man in our image. Man here is generic, both male and female. So since it is both male and female, that means when God was planning to make mankind, he was thinking of the boy child, he was thinking of the girl child. And God's plan for the boy child and for the girl child, honestly, from this verse 26, is that they will have dominion. God's plan for your son is that your son will be a victor and not a victim. Is that he will have dominion now verse 27 so god created man in his own image i am seeing another plan of god so god's plan for your child for your son is that your son will remain in his image so god created man in his own image in the image of god created him male and female he created them so you know i told you earlier on that god's plan is that your son will live in dominion he will be a victor but the type of boy that would be a victor that will live in dominion is that boy that remains in god's image and how do we keep our sons in the image of god if we the mothers if we the parents have actually left the image of god also we came as sinners none of us came as bearers of god's image but through christ's sacrificial work on the cross is atoning work restored us back to that image and this is what parents must aim at becoming like jesus and as you become like jesus you are able to work upon your son trusting the lord to form him even into his own image and if you read revelation chapter chapter 4 verse 11 it also says you are worthy O god the niv says you are worthy our lord and god to receive glory and honor and power now the second part is where i'm going for you created all things and by your will they were created 
and have their being. God created all things, all things, including your son. If you look at it in the King James, which is what I really want, it says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, mm-hmm. and for thy pleasure they are and were created. So your son, the day you gave back to that boy child, or while you were pregnant, and you went for your appointment at the hospital, did everything and said, oh, the gender is, is a boy. The honest truth is that the reason why God gave you a boy is so that he can receive glory. He can receive honor from the life of your son. His plan is that your son can be his pleasure, that your son can take pleasure in him. That is the essence why God planted that baby in your womb. Why God has given you that boy child in your family. Do you fully understand the plan and the purpose of God for the male child? Do you know the plan of God for your son? Like I have said, God's plan is that boys will walk in dominion. Many of our boys are victims. They are in gangs. We might probably be touching on this as we go on. Some of them are struggling in life. There is a survey that boys are academically backward than girls. There is the findings that boys are dropping out of school than girls. That is not the plan of God for our boys. God's plan for our boys is that they will walk in dominion, is that they will remain in His image, is that their lives will bring Him pleasure. But unfortunately, you can't give what you don't have. As a mother, as a parent to your boy child, are you in God's image? Are you genuinely born again? Have you experienced Christ? atoning sacrifice on Calvary's tree? Are you just going to church? Are you walking daily with the Lord? How is your prayer life? How is your study life? It will be that out of the work God has done in your life, that you will begin to use that also to shape even your son. And I'm praying that if you have gone far away from the Lord or you are not yet rooted in Him, this podcast series will restore your heart back to your maker, to the one who has given you that boy child to raise for him. May your life be a reflection of God's plan. Amen. Thank you, Father God, for the privilege again to continue this series, Nurturing Sons in Their Youth. I'm praying that you will yet take it over again and plant it as seed to those who are seeking to sow and as bread to those who are seeking to eat. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So, I want to welcome you back to the Women in Revival podcast. Again, we are still continuing the series, Nurturing Sons in Their Youth. We started this particular season yesterday and we had the episode one where we're looking at the plan of God for the male child. And if you've missed that episode, do go back to our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk And if you need to contact us, go on our contact us page and there you will find every necessary information needed to contact us. Yesterday we were looking at what is the plan of God for the male child. I think sometimes we as parents, and I dare say, parents in the church will lack understanding. That is something I've seen again and again. We lack the understanding of the purpose of God for our motherhood, then the plan of God for our children. So many people who are raising sons don't fully understand the mind of God for sons. For example, those of us raising girls, many mothers don't know why God designed the woman. Some of them don't even understand it for their own lives, not to talk of the daughters they are raising. And the same thing with boys. So we are raising boys but not understanding the manufacturer's plan for giving us sons. And we looked at that briefly yesterday. We saw that the plan of God is that our sons will remain in his image, that our sons will bring him pleasure, that our sons will be rooted, they will be grounded, they will be helped 
while they are still young. Today, we want to look at the nature of boys. We need to understand the nature of boys. You need to understand the nature of boys generally and you need to understand your own boy. This is very, very important. You must understand your boy and you must understand the nature of boys generally. When you understand this, then you know how to work effectively. You know how to combat whatever needs to be combat. I think one thing that I have come to know about boys is that they have ego. There is a need to affirm their leadership, even as young as they might be. There is the need to affirm the maleness in them. God created the man to lead. So giving a boy in the home opportunity to lead as a guy is very, very important. Even your four-year-old, it's important. We nurture them from while they are young. You know, sometimes maybe you have a boy at home, maybe he's a first son or whatsoever as you are having devotion. It's not wrong to defer to him and say, today, since daddy is not home, let's defer to the little daddy because you are going to be the daddy in the future in your family. Will you pray for the family? Don't worry whether the boy is going to pray well or not. You are calling forth something in that boy. So we must understand the nature of boys. We need to help them. And another thing that I was thinking of is the matter of gang. When we are not affirming our boys at home, they seek affirmation outside the home. That is why we are seeing the increase of gangs amongst our boys. And I'm praying that the Lord will help us to correct even this. If you look, for example, like into Genesis chapter 25, I think we should read that first. Genesis 25 verse 27. It is the story of Esau and Jacob. These are two boys who grew up under the same roof. But if you look at their nature, you will notice that they have different mannerism, different attitude. And not necessarily, this is the way it is for whether male or female. You may even give birth to a twin. And honestly, as identical as the babies might be, they have different mannerism and different characteristics. So you need to watch out for your boy's strength, your boy's nature, what your boy like doing, and know, trust God to see how you can come in. So looking at the story in Genesis 25-27, it says, And the boys grew, referring to Esau and Jacob, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field. This is what I want you to see. And Jacob was a plain man, dwelling in tents. These are two boys born of the same mother and the same father. They were twins. But the Bible says that as for his, so he was a skillful hunter, he was a man of open country. So this is the type of guy that would like to go out in the woods, he loved the woods. So a mother who has such a child will be sensitive. There are some sons, I have a sister who said her son loved this, stands by the window and just take a look at the view. When he's crying, this is just a boy of a year or two, when he's crying or fidgeting, if he can only stand on his mommy's back and could gaze through the window and just look at the view, crying vanishes. So understanding that makes life easier even for the raising of such a child. So Esau was a skillful hunter. He was a man that loved the open country. I have two daughters, for example, and as girly as they might be, they have different characteristics there is one that is very outgoing there is another that prefer to be home wherever the mom is she prefer to be in that uh, in that environment so we need to understand our be it boy or girl and now since we are considering our boys so we are seeing Esau he was a man he was an outgoing type of person but for Jacob the Bible says he is content to stay at home among the tents so it's that type of guy who stays at home. Sometimes you hear of guys who can cook excellently than women. And I have such. My younger brother, the kind of last born of our family, if I tell you he cooks better than me, honestly, it's not an understatement or an overstatement. And he is a, a lovely father. I remember growing up all together in my elderly sister's home. He was the one that raised, so to say, my sister's two, two younger children. He was the one who was directly involved with them, blah, 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 blah. So there are some of your boys. You need to understand the nature and the character 
hope of your boy so that you are not comparing so that you are not forcing the child out of what you need to make use of to make that child so jacob was the type of guy that preferred to stay at home while esau was that type of guy that preferred to be in the woods to be outside so i'm praying that the lord will give us wisdom over that and then i want us to also look at jephthah in judges chapter 4 the bible brings us a picture of jephthah and if you read in verse 1 it says jephthah the galadite was a mighty warrior his father was gilead his mother was a prostitute i'm reading the niv now verse 2 says gilead's wife also bore him sons and when they were grown up they drove jephthah away you are not going to get any inheritance in our family they said because you are the sons of another woman so here is jephthah in the midst of his stepbrothers and they kind of sent him also to see so verse 3 says jephthah fled from his brothers and settled in the land of top where a gang of scoundrels gathered around him and followed him remember i told you earlier that god's plan for boys is that they lead so you will notice that immediately jephthah left his father's home what happened his leadership skills so to say started flourishing permit me to use that word so before you know he started people started gathering around him there is the formation of gangs around him and if we look down for example to the matter of gangs amongst our sons could it be that it is a response to a rejection that the boy experienced in the past so for jephthah we see that the gang he formed came as a result of the rejection so why am i going through this while i don't want us to look at that is the fact that boys have the tendency to form gangs and from childhood so if we are not sensitive to their strengths and weaknesses they will seek affirmation in the wrong place and that might be to their detriment so it is my prayer that the lord will help us to understand the nature of boys and the nature of the boy god has given you and help to channel his strengths and weaknesses aright as the Lord helps you. Amen. So Father God, we thank you for the continuity of this series. As we've come again, please do break your word even into our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to welcome you back to the series, Nurturing Boys in Their Youth. I'm praying that you are finding this particular series uh, useful to you. So we've looked at the plan of God for the male child. We looked at the nature of boys last time. And today we want to look at engaging community. If you've missed any episode in this season, please do go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk. And if you need to contact us, go on our contact us page. So today on Women in Revival, we still want to look at nurturing boys in their youth as we consider the need to engage community. You know, maybe you're a single parent or you are not even a single parent you've got your husband you've got a family don't neglect the provision of community in the upbringing of your child there are other mothers who have raised boys so look for parents who have gone through the stage that your child is in ask them questions you know make books your community read books that are written for mothers of boys books that are written for boys, read them. As you read them, you will understand more and more. There are a few books that, that are coming to my mind now. There is this one, From Boyhood to Manhood, I believe. Is it by Bob, Le- Bob something? I'm not sure who, um, what it is now. 
is it boyhood yeah i think it's boyhood to manhood and the discipline of a godly young man i remember this was actually recommended by our youth one of our youths in the church then so you know engage community the community of older parents when i say older parents these are parents who have parented a, a, a little step ahead of you those who have been through the stage that you are now you know engage them and also those who are going through your stage now there could be experiences that they have retained or they have learned that you may not have learned you can learn from them so engage communities and also your parents they can be of help as to how to raise sons they may know more than you do so also your parents in-laws your husband's parents you can ask them questions how did they raise your husband are there tips they can give you for the upbringing of your own boy so don't parent alone don't be a lone ranger use community wisely and another thing that i will also say is youth pastors your son's youth pastor make sure you and your husband are close to the pastor so that you can have an understanding of what they are dealing with with them and how you can implement that at home i'm praying the lord will help us if you go to second timothy chapter 1 verse 5 so second timothy 1 verse 5 says when i call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee which dwelt first in thy grandmother louise and thy mother eunice and i am persuaded that in thee also so this is the king james now this is where paul speaking to timothy that look there is an unfeigned faith that is in you and this faith is a commoner faith that's how i'm saying it it's a faith passed down from your grandma to your mother and passed down to you do you see what i'm saying that engage community there are family um, principles there are family virtues there are family covenants there are family teachings that needs to be passed down so if you are working with your son know history the christian history of your husband's family it might help this same verse if you look at it in the NIV, it says i am reminded of your sincere faith which first lived in your grandmother louise and in your mother eunice and i am persuaded now lives in you so there was a community of grandmother and mother who passed on the button of faith to timothy i want to read it also from the uh, message it says that precious memory triggers another triggers another your honest faith and what a rich faith it is handed down from your grandmother louise to your mother eunice and now to you are you saying so even though timothy was raised by a single mother so to say it's not as if he doesn't have he didn't have a father he did but the father was not a believer so the mother so to say single and deadly raised him in the faith yet not single and deadly but she raised him in the community of her own mother eunice's mom louise was definitely a very godly mother she was a godly grandmother so eunice learned the faith from her mother louise and while she's now raising her own son she's deferring to her mother to say mom this mom this is going on what should i do she knew that her mother would know what to do you know as i'm talking i'm thinking of a dear friend of mine sometimes in our discussion she will say oh, my mom told me this is how to do this my mom taught me the piano my mom used to sing this song this was it so now she's raising her son the the past memory of what her mother did with her that brought her to faith that helped her in the faith she's learning she's remembering them now and i'm sure there are times she's deferring back to her mom and said this about the children what do you think i can do so there is the need to raise our children to raise the son to raise your boy child in the community of other mothers of other families that are raising sons there are groups where mothers of sons come together to discuss and pray 
There are groups where parents come together to discuss and pray. There are groups in churches and outside churches that are doing this kind of thing. You might look for one that might benefit you. And if there is none in your locality, why not think of starting such a community? A community of mothers or husbands and wives that are raising sons. And then you can share thoughts, you can share failures, you can learn from each other, and then you are both accountable to each other in the raising of your son. You cannot afford to raise your children in isolation. Our children need the company of other children, and as parents raising sons, we need the company of other mothers. This is because sometimes we have done something wrong and you feel so miserable about it then you hear the story of another mother who did something similar and how the lord brought her conviction and how the lord used her mistakes to help her own life and the son is turning well, turning out well you know that encourages your heart you know there are things you can do together there are books some mothers have read that they can lend you for a time there are discussions there are messages they may be listening to that you can come together to listen to you can form online groups whatsapp groups telegram groups where you are focusing on the raising of sons it can be just gender specific or it can be a group just for any mother to discuss we have such a group mothers on mission that focus on motherhood so don't raise your son in isolation engage community i love the communities god has you know surrounded me with i've got many groups you know, sometimes we meet together, sometimes, and we may just talk. Some of us may talk about our challenges, uh, what we are finding difficult in the journey, and another person may bring their perspective that this was what they did and when they were at that stage. So, you know, our iron begins to sharpen iron, just like the scripture says. Our irons begin to strengthen each other, our deep begins to cause to the deep. And I am praying that you will not raise that son of yours in isolation. You will receive the help that God has put even in communities to help you. You know, I'm remembering a song we usually sing in church. Brothers, sisters, let me serve you. Let me be as Christ to you. Pray that I may have the courage to let you be my servant too. So there is a need for us to receive courage from God to allow other brothers, other sisters, others, other mothers of sons to serve us even in this journey of motherhood. And as we do so, I am praying that we will receive wisdom as to how to nurture our sons in their youth. There are parents who have nurtured sons in their youth and their sons are triumphing. They are doing well today. Why not tap into their wisdom? Why not find a godly older woman who will help you even in your parenting role as you nurture that son of yours? Amen. Father God, we want to thank you, Lord, for this season. And I'm praying again that you will breathe your breath upon this episode today. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to welcome you back to the Women in Revival podcast. I hope this series has been a blessing. I hope you are sharing it with other mothers of boys in your life. Do feel free to send us your feedback, your question. If you have a need of counseling or you want to join a group of other mothers, do feel free to contact us and we will see how to help you accomplish that. On Women in Revival this time, we are still on the series Nurturing Boys in Their Youths. And yesterday we were privileged to see the Lord encouraging us to engage in community that we should not raise our children in isolation. And I'm praying that the Lord will provide you a community of faith who will spur you to godliness, who will spur you to righteous parenting of your son, even as you journey through motherhood. So today we are moving on and we are looking at today's episode, which is start making use of the outside world. You know boys are energetic, they are active, they hardly sit down, they find one thing or another to do, obviously depending 
on the age of your boy. So that was why I said you need to understand the nature of boys and the nature of your own boy. You need to understand your boy. You need to know what he likes doing. You need to understand his activities, his daily routine, so that you can know what to put in place. I've seen situations where boys, some of them, they just keep troubling your your um, your socket. Some of them just keep carrying anything technology. They just want to help you fix it. So be sensitive. Don't always shush them down. Don't don't always punish them and discipline them for for anything and everything. Observe. Look at things. Some of them are restless. Look at their restlessness. I remember there was a time my nephew and his sister came to visit. They spent some days with me. What a lesson I learned. I'm sure I've spoken about this in one of our podcast series. I don't know which one. I remember when they came, their mom brought their took their toys with them but she forgot it in her car so she went back home with them she didn't remember to drop them so while they were with me they had no toys so what did the boy do i had pegs that were for my clothes so he engaged the pegs before you know he poured down my pegs you know partitioned them into colors and do all when i say all sorts of all sorts of it was later that i began to find pegs that he has clipped to my steer rails he has done all sorts of things with them all sorts of pattern and at some point i remember him putting together some pegs layers by layers and at the end he put it i think he put them on one of my pen and then he raised it and told me i should see that this is a flag you see it could have been easy to be shouting no don't do that no don't leave my pegs and don't do this but for that child his creativity came alive when he had nothing to play with so he was able to create all sorts of so try to understand your boy so that you can know how to help that child better so making use of the outside world like i said boys are active so make use of the outside world look for opportunity to take them to the woods earlier on in this series on day one i believe or day two we're looking at the nature of boys and we read genesis 25 27 we saw that Esau was a man of the woods. So find time to let them go and walk in the woods. Let them go out. Don't always, you know, keep them bound in the room, in the house. Take a walk together. Go out with them. Let them go and observe a tree. Whatsoever. Let them go and exact their energy. Let them go to the garden and find something to do. Let them go and use their creativity in the garden let them go and look for mini beasts let them go and do whatever and for those ones who are in their preteen or their teenagers try to understand what their passion is try to help them towards that passion get them resources that will help them in what their passion is some of them love music try to look for groups that oh that does that there are some of our localities where they have groups for those who want to, you know, perfect their voices, all sorts of things. Look for it. Drop them, even in such community places where they can meet other young people to practice. Sometimes these groups may be a non-Christian group. So you explore what is available for you in your own locality. Let your boy enjoy life outside the home. Let them learn life outside the home let them make use of their energy outside the home but having said this make sure wherever you are taking them to or whatever place outside the home you are sending them to is secure it's a place you know you can trust it's a place you can follow up on whatever activities your boy is being um, offered and i'm praying that the lord will help you to do this in jesus name if i quickly go back again to that scripture that we read at the beginning of this series and um, i think that's psalm 144 which is our main scripture psalm 144 verse 12 and i think i want to read it from the message translation it says make our sons in their prime like sturdy oak trees you don't plant oak trees in the center of your room or in the center of your house the oak tree might start as an acorn 
you may keep that acorn in your house in your room for a while or whenever but the moment that acorn needs to be planted it's planted outside then you begin to water you begin to you know nurture do whatsoever so if our sons are going to be that sturdy oak i believe personally that there is the need to let them engage the outside world let them exact their energy in your garden like i have said take them to the park take them to the farm take them to places let them go to the museum let them go and see all sorts of let their creativity come alive as you allow them to engage life even outside your own environment but while you do that make sure whatsoever environment you are releasing them into is a safe environment allow them to go to the aquarium let them go and see different kind of animals in the zoo let them explore their creativity their let them i don't know how to just go about this all i'm saying is that let your boys out of the house as much as possible why they learn the world why they learn life even outside the world a child might learn something from an ordinary tree from an ordinary plant a child might learn something from from an ordinary butterfly there are some of your sons that may like you know may like looking for butterflies so help him to explore that in a safe manner in a safe way and i pray that as you do your bit may the lord himself put his blessing even upon whatever you have done in jesus name amen so much heavenly father for how far you have helped us in this series as we've come to the end of this series today i am praying that you will cap it up for us to your glory and to your honor i'm praying for every mother represented who are listening to this series all over the world that lord you will help them in their parenting journey that their sons oh lord jesus will indeed become even that which is well nurtured that which is a sturdy oak to your glory and to your honor amen i want to welcome you back and to say a very big thank you for following us to the end through this series and i hope you've shared it with your loved ones like i usually say gather people together to listen together sometimes when you sit together to listen together you will find out that actually there are things that are not even explained properly in the episode that as other people listen, they are able to expand, to bring diverse um, aspects to it. So feel free to gather in a community and go through this. Um, as we finish this series today, if you've missed any of the episode or you want to listen to any of our other podcast series, do go to our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk. We are finishing this series today by looking at nurturing sons in their youth. The plan and the purpose of God for giving you your son must be realized. It must be obtained. The purpose of God must be established even over the life of your son. And it is possible. God is faithful to do it. So how will this happen? I believe God will be depending on your faithfulness. Some of the things that hinders the nurturing of boys is our laziness, procrastination, lack of vision, not knowing what to do. All of this can be resolved if you are engaging God for your personal life and for the life of your son. And I'm praying that the Lord will awaken you. He will take away anything that is hindering you from raising your son according to the precept of God. So nurturing sons in their youth is possible. And if we engage them now that they are young, we set a kind of pathway for them to follow through their adulthood. And I'm praying the Lord will help us. If you look through the scriptures, you will see the story of Timothy. Timothy was a young man that was helped right early in his youth years. Titus was another man. David himself was a man that the Lord caught in his youth. And I remember even Solomon, the son of David, 
oftentimes you will see the many instructions that David gave his son Solomon. And then they recovered. These were young guys, I think in Jeremiah 35, that stood upon the instruction of their father, Jonadab. And they did not shift from the kind of nurturing that their father gave them while they were young. So it is very, very important to commit ourselves to the nurturing of our sons. Maybe you are a single mother, or maybe your husband is there, but is not actively involved in the upbringing of your son. Go on your knees. Pray. Pray your husband into his responsibility. And for those of you who are single moms, pray the Lord to send a father figure into your son's life. It could be the youth pastor, it could be the pastor of your church, it could be an elder in your church. Just pray. God knows how to bring the right person. So to close this series, I want to read a few scriptures. First is the scripture that we've been using as the foundation for this series, Psalm 144, verse 12. And it says from the King James, that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth. And I think we've established this. That the plan of God is that your son grow up. You don't want a child that is not growing. You know, you won't feel happy if you have a 13-year-old child that is still in the body of a 13-month-old baby. No. So, to see our sons grow up in their youth will involve you. The NIV says, then our sons in their youth will be like well-nurtured plants. So, that means now that you have that young boy in your home, this is the time to nurture that child. This is the time to make sure that child is planted. That child is fertilized appropriately. That child is exposed to sunshine. That child is exposed to air. That child is given all necessary nutrients, both physical and spiritual, that will help that son of yours to grow. And like I said, I love the, the message so much. And the message says, make our sons in their prime. If you read, for example, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, it tells us, remember the Lord your God in the days of your youth. So in order to nurture your son well, you need to make sure your son knows the Lord is God in the days of his youth while he is young. So the matter of the fall, of um, the consequence of the fall and redemption must be made known to your son. Teach your son about the creation story the fall, the consequence as a result of the fall, and what God did through Christ Jesus to redeem mankind. It is important to teach your child that, and it is, in, it is important to teach your child how to cultivate a personal relationship with God in prayer and in the world. These are ways to nurture your son. You must know how your child, your son learns anyway, so that you can know how to offer him help. So God's plan is that your son in his prime will be like a sturdy oak if you are looking for solid furniture look for furniture that are made from oaks god seeks sturdy oaks from our homes god is seeking sturdy oaks from our churches but god is also seeking parents who are seeing the need to nurture them now to work on their sons now to look for whatever is possible to use to help their sons and i'm praying that indeed you will nurture that son of yours now that is young shouting you know troubling yourself over them will not work what will work is god himself and i think in proverbs 31 i think we should look at proverbs 31 which is the proverb of written to help you and i as a woman and particularly, it is the instruction of a mother that was nurturing his son. And I want us to quickly look at a few things. In verse 1, I think I should use the NIV. It says, listen, my son. Listen, the son of my womb. Listen, my son, the answer to my prayers. Are you saying? So I'm saying that in order to nurture your son, you need to engage that body. And the way you engage it must be affirming. It must be positive. Do you see how Bathsheba was talking to Solomon here? Listen, my son, you are mine. Listen, you are the son of my womb. Wow, that is so beautiful. Listen, you are the son 
to my prayer. You are an answer to my prayer. I have one of my children that I usually say to her, one of her name, one of my native languages is the answer to prayer. And sometimes she asks, she asks me, even though I've told her she's still coming another time to ask, oh, so what did you say this name means? <laughs> so I tell her, you are the answer to prayer. So that's very affirming, very encouraging. So we see how Bathsheba related with Solomon. It's first after affirming the boy Solomon that you then see her come and begin to give instruction. Some of us will just come and command our sons, go and wash the car, go and do this. There is no maternal relationship between us and our sons. And if we are doing that, we'll just be raising vagabonds. We'll be raising sons who will be seeking affirmation in gangs. So we are seeing the mother of Solomon. He affirmed his son in order to nurture him. My son, the son of my womb. Are you saying? Then after that, he began to tell him. Don't spend your strength on women, your vigor on Urinkins, and this and that. So what am I seeking to tell you? First, engage your son in a personal relationship. Create a time where you are the mother and your son can have a chat. And then create an atmosphere where your husband and your son can have a chat. And then, if possible, create an atmosphere for you and your husband to have a chat with your son. It's not always a time where you come and reprimand him of this and command him to do this sometimes it could be a time to say today we just want to celebrate your school results you did really well and we are proud of you and this is and maybe you've ordered some special meal and you eat together and you tell him good boy or something you know whatever create the time to affirm that boy and then create a time to give instruction there are things a young man ought to know while they are young. Some of your son, before they enter puberty, you need to teach them. You need to show them. You need to tell them the pitfalls to avoid. You need to teach them about purity, sexual purity, media purity, if I can use that word. There is a need to sit down and take your sons through this. Even the matter of friendship, you need to sit down and teach them this. And I'm praying that the Lord will make you a nurturer. By default, we were created as women to be nurturers. Our physiology tells that story. Our making the curves in our body is to help us nurture. Even our reproductive systems are to help us nurture better. So I'm praying that you will indeed nurture your son with your words, with your attitudes, with your character, with your behavior, with all the resources heaven has given you. May you be a nurturer of sons while they are young and not one who destroys a son while the son is still young. Amen.